Bring in more revenue while saving money and differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack vying to win those guests by becoming more environmentally friendly. We will show you how easy it is and how cheap it can be, if not free, and share all the opportunities available. So join us each week as we take another step along the green path. That's one more step to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack. The Green Path Podcast is kindly sponsored by Sestonica, the first sustainability recognition for vacation rental homes. What if vacation rental professionals could influence millions of travellers to make their own homes more sustainable? Show the world that you have taken steps to make your vacation rental consume less and get your badge on sestonica.com. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Green Path Podcast. We've heard about carbon footprint calculators for our businesses, but what about the carbon you emit when you travel? The planes, trains and automobiles, the accommodation. How can you figure out all of that and do something helpful to offset your trip? Well, now it's as easy as booking your trip. Where are you going? How are you getting there? And where are you staying? Put in your dates and hey, presto. Today, we'll find out what happens after the presto part. Today, I'm chatting with Dan Whiting, who will explain to us what Stay Green does. Hello, Dan. How are you? Hello. Not bad. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me today. Dan, I always like to start an episode with discovering where you started. Oh, sorry. Like, how did you start on your green path journey? How long ago and what inspired you to start? Okay. Um, I guess there's a few answers to that. Um, I think what's probably really driven at home for me is having kids. And suddenly uh, there's somebody in the world that's far, far more important than you. And the realisation of uh, the impact that we're having and what we're leaving behind. Mm. Um, so it sort of makes you uh, a lot less selfish. So that sort of um, was the um, the key moment. Um, but we have a property management company and it was actually during lockdown, sort of sat looking at uh, shelves of linen and cleaning products um, and just thinking about the business in general that actually we thought, you know, we are part of the problem and, you know, we need to be doing more um, as we've seen guests want to do more. Um, all these uh, great stats that come out about 80% plus are looking for eco-friendly properties to stay in. Mm. Um, you know, the guests, when they actually come, they they want to actually learn and, and do more. So, you know, it was really, um, yeah, wanting to leave um, something better behind. Um, and do my bit because you know I'm sure there's going to be a day um, in the future when my kids say you know come on dad uh, you knew you guys all knew about this what what did you do Um, Mm. and I want to be able to actually say well I I tried Um, I Mm. did you know I did something Mm. Um, but it's yeah obviously the travel industry accounts for I think it's eight to ten percent maybe more Mm. um, of carbon emissions Um, so yeah it's sort of um, I feel there's a a duty on us to do something and you know it is madness when you look at um, you know even a a box of bleach you've got six um, um, units of bleach in there um, and that's what six kilograms that's been ferried all around um, the country which is you know a weight that creates a carbon uh, footprint whereas yeah. actually it's 80 percent water so you know you've got water in your tap at home so you can you know there's lots of things you can do you can get tablets that um, you just add the water to so mm. um it's you know there's a, a lot of little 
changes and choices that we can make to make yeah. a difference. Yeah. Um, can you can you share with us some of the things that you do in your property management company? How, how are you making your business or your properties more sustainable? Yeah, so, I mean, talking about the properties, um, uh, as I was just saying to you uh, before we came online, you know, I live in a World Heritage City, uh, Bath in the West Country of England, which, um, you know, the properties are all 200 years old plus, and we're not allowed to put double glazing in. Uh, lots of them are converted. Uh, Georgian townhouses, which are now apartments, so you're sort of, you're not even con in control, you're in the con uh, management company, sort of control what happens to the building. Um, but even still, there are changes that you can make. And I think it's about, um, again, choices, energy providers, um, getting in smart heating. Uh, we've got um, things like Nest and Hive and all of the properties. So as soon as guests leave, I'm sort of on it straight away and killing the heating uh, to make sure there's just no uh, wastage there. Um, it's about the products that we use in terms of cleaning. Um, but it's also guest education as well. So, um, you know, we, we're hosting people from all over the world and, mm. you know, things are different in every country and there's obviously uh, cultural differences. Um, but it's making sure that, you know, we uh, explain about recycling, we explain about, uh, you know, simple things on the toilet. You've got a long flush and a short flush. Um, mm. So, you know, making sure you're using those appropriately. Um, signage, you know, um, if you've got the heating on, keep the window shut. Uh, we provide extra blankets, so if they're cold, rather than cranking the heating up, it's like, you know, maybe just throw a blanket on to start with. Mm. Um, we provide uh, keep cups, because obviously everyone's going to go and get a coffee while they're staying, but they might not have brought their own keep cup. Um, so we provide those, we provide... Um, so these uh, are like a thermos reusable coffee cups that you take to a cafe? Exactly, exactly, ah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, again, it's just not creating the need for um, one of the disposable ones to be mm. thrown, in, thrown in the bin. Um, and also um, sort of tote bags as well. So when they go and do their shopping, because, you know, it's very unlikely that anyone coming to stay in a um, uh, self-catering uh, rental is going to bring their own shopping bags. So we mm. make sure that they've got those. Um, so, you know, there's lots of little things. I'm sure there's things we're missing. Um, we can obviously always do more, um, but I think it's, um, yeah, just trying to do something and making those mm. small steps and, mm. uh, and the choices. And then ultimately, what I'm talking to you about is, um, you know, giving them the choice to actually contribute towards um, uh, rebalancing the carbon impact of their stay. Yes. So um, I just want to just touch on one more thing. So back in the properties, how do you share that message with the guests? Is is it? Do you have little signs all over the place that you know about the toilet flush and this and that? How or, or is it in the guidebook? How do you get that message across? So um, a bit of both, um, and you know, um, it's you've got to be very conscious that this is people's holidays, so they don't want to read a hundred and one rules and yeah. uh, feel like they're at school. Um, so you've got to do it in a, a friendly way that makes it feel like it's not a burden on them. So, um, so yeah, it's a mixture. It's about get, setting, setting the right tone of why we're saying this, um, mm -hmm. but trying to make it helpful for them. So, um, you know, there was a great um, stat I heard that actually, um, you know, rather than just saying turn the heating down to 18 degrees because it um, saves energy, mm -hmm. it's actually there's evidence that you sleep better um, if the room is at 18 degrees. Mm -hmm. So it's about little things like that. So it's actually to say, you know, rather than turn the heating up, try sleeping at 18 degrees. If you are cold, here's a hot water bottle and things like this. So yes. um, it's pitching it um, in the right way is yeah. obviously very challenging. And with some guests, it really lands. And with some guests, um, not so well. 
but yeah. that's that's the nature of the game that we're in. Yeah. And do you share what you do um, regarding sustainability on your website? If a guest is snooping around looking at your various properties, can they actually land on a page that explains what you're doing? Uh, no, and thank you for reminding me. Uh, that <laughs> is definitely <laughs> that is definitely on my to do list. Um, it's we've got to do a lot more. I mean, our website only drives about ten percent of our um, our bookings. So, mm. you know, it's it definitely falls to the bottom of the pile of um, the site that we take the most care of or least care of um you know we do rely on the third uh, third party otas mm -hmm. um and we put as much information on there as we can mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean there's there's a lot to do um mm -hmm. and yeah it's all these things that um yeah we need to get better at um and make sure that we're communicating it yes absolutely so back on to travel so travel is a big polluter now you're talking about the rebalancing so that means the carbon that you emit while you travel, your what you're offering is is uh, we're going to offset all of that carbon. Is that right? That's the balance that you're talking about. Yeah. So, and, and the reason we call it sort of rebalancing and sort of contribution um, is because it's never going to be completely accurate. So, you know, there's been a lot of research and we're able to use that data um, and apply that to people's journeys um, using our, our calculation tool in terms of uh, how they actually get to uh, the, the properties and their, their, their vacations. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, it's never going to be an exact science. So that's why we like to think of it yeah. as a contribution. And, you know, sometimes it might be a bit more, it might be a bit less, but, you know, it's about making um, a, a difference and actually rather yeah. than doing nothing, having a contribution. I know in sort of certain, certain walks, um, it has to be, you know, down to the nearest um, gram of mm. carbon and it has to be documented. You know, we've sort of taken the view that, you know, we've made our calculators as accurate as we possibly can. Um, but, you know, we'd like to call it a contribution. Yes. Now, I think it's, uh, you know, even if it's not 100% right, it's still, you're, you're still taking a step in the right direction. You're still doing something and it's better than doing nothing. So I, I think that's great. And I did, oh no, I, well, I'll come back to the rounding up later on. So you're looking at the travel aspect, sorry, the transport aspect. So you're taking into account if someone is driving or flying, et cetera, et cetera. And you're taking into account the accommodation. So mm -hmm. this is an interesting thing for me because we always hear about, oh, yeah, you buy a ticket on EasyJet and here's five, five pounds for the offsetting. But you don't hear about the offsetting for actually staying in a hotel or a property or something like this. So I found this one is actually quite interesting. So based on the size and, you, and, and also there's the seasons that you take into account as well, This hence the dates. So can you talk us through... The calculator, basically. Actually, just talk us through the whole calculator, the, the transport and the accommodation. Okay, so yeah, I mean, the transport is the the, the easier one. Uh, you know, it's, it's basically calculating the distance between two points um, mm. and then applying, depending on what method of transport you're using, um, how much carbon that will likely produce. Um, so uh, travellers, guests can um, calculate that and that comes up with the figure. Um, but yeah, the accommodation is sort of what um, is uh, unique or uh, more unique, I guess. Um, and that is, we've done a lot of research into um, you know, how much carbon a stay will create. 
and we've got something that we've we've called sort of climate factoring, which is um, uh, applying it to the time of year that you're staying. Because, you know, just using the UK as an example, if you're staying in August, you're going to be using far less heating than if you're staying in December. So mm -hmm. rather than having a sort of straight line approach to it, uh, we've actually um, built that intelligence into the tool and the algorithm so that it can actually work out, well, depending on what time of year you're staying, um, it affects how much carbon you're producing. Um, and everyone will know that from the utility bills, you know, you're using a lot more gas uh, in the winter than in the summer. Um, but it's not just that, it's, you know, even water has a carbon footprint. So it calculates that. So that's why we need to know how many people are staying, um, how long they're staying, um, and the size of the property. Um, mm. Because obviously, yeah, more bedrooms, more rooms to heat. Um, yeah. if, if obviously, self-catering, you know, adds a different aspect to hotels. Hotels don't really um, have that um, element, but, you know, we've got gas cookers, electric cookers, um, plus that whole extra space in itself needs heating. So mm -hmm. it takes into consideration all these different factors and then comes up with the most likely um, amount of carbon that that particular trip will produce. Um, and it's quite interesting because, you know, some uh, property owners want to just offset their property uh, for the whole year themselves. Um, but it's actually, it's quite a personal stay. So mm. unless they went to the extreme of, um, you know, full occupancy um, the whole of the year um, mm. and not having any down days or anything like that. And that's even that wouldn't work because we account for the cleaners and the laundry. So obviously, if somebody's staying for a week, um, you know, they might not have a clean during that time. Whereas um, if you've got a two stay, uh, two night minimum, um, you might have, um, you know, three, four cleans uh, during mm. that same period. Mm. So it's very hard to do it just uh, for a homeowner just to pay for it. It's actually very unique to the guests actually staying. Yeah. And I think it is a lovely way that the guest actually contributes. You know, I want to offset my travel and you go through that little calculator and it is very simple. It is literally like booking a stay. I'm flying there from Sydney to Nice, whatever it is, how many nights, what accommodation. And then, hey, presto, there's the, <laughs> there's the number of pounds that I should pay. Round it up. Yeah. I noticed that I think one of the figures, I, I did a few tests, okay. the figures was like, you know, 10 pound 16 and you rounded it up to 11. So, you know, that factoring up is going to give you a little bit of fat. You know, if, you, if you're making the calculations not quite right, that there's a little bit of fat with rounding it up anyway. Yeah. And again, it's the contribution. I mean, mm. you know, in effect, it's um, I don't think anyone should be stingy around this subject yeah. because it's for the benefit of all of us. Um, yeah. And, you know, the, the reason, you know. I must say the response from guests has been absolutely fantastic and actually you know lots of guests are actually very thankful that they've been given this and you know they want to research it and use it more and they've told their friends which is mm. great mm. um but you know ultimately you know some travel is a necessity but lots of travel is it's hedonistic we don't need to do it um mm. obviously it's great for the soul it expands the mind and it's um you know it's uh, mm. got many many benefits of which you know i take full advantage of whenever i can um but you know we don't absolutely have to do it and as the pandemic pandemic showed mm. um you know we can stay locked up in our houses we're not particularly happy about it um, but, uh, you know, so therefore there's costs associated with that. And I think, you know, good and bad. So there's a, obviously the negative cost of the impact on the environment. But the positive is hopefully things um, like my company and others, you know, you can actually start to contribute to, you know, at least minimizing that impact. Yes. Now, here we go with the next part. 
let's say I contribute my 11 pounds for my trip. And, and, and I did see that the shorter trips, I mean, they're really, it's actually quite a small amount. That 11 pounds was flying from Australia to Europe, you know, on a plane. Actually, I think it was just the plane aspect. Oh, actually, what I might um, add is that you have three calculators. You have one that just checks the, just gives you the, um, the, the, the contribution for the accommodation, just for the travel and one for a whole trip. So I like that you've separated them because, you know, you could be just going, staying local or something. But, yeah, that was nice. I like that. Yeah, well, also we wanted, you know, obviously some people feel more com comfortable about just one aspect of it uh, yeah. rather than maybe doing all of it. Um, and, you know, as we know, there's um, certain properties and accommodation providers doing a better job than others. So, you know, if you were going to stay in an eco retreat, mm. you probably wouldn't feel the need to offset the accommodation. Mm -mm. So the big thing is, where does the money go? What do you fund with the money that you raise? So we, so we haven't sort of said we go all into one thing. So it's it's not all going into trees. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think you know there's a number of things in the toolbox to um, offset and a number of projects. So you know, first and foremost, everything that we put money into is verified and gold standard. You know. The, the, Unfortunately, the pushback that we have in the sort of carbon offsetting industry is that there's been a few charlatans that have, mm. um, you know, uh, abused it and uh, given it a bad name in certain sectors. Mm. Um, so, you know, we have to sort of combat that and we obviously make sure that every uh, penny that we put into an offset project is, you know, a bona fide project. Mm. Um, but we, yeah, we're not going to say we just put it into trees. Trees are obviously fantastic. The more we can get, the better. But, you know, they take uh, 10 years, a decade um, to actually sequence carbon meaningfully. So, um, you know, and it, it does um, uh, frustrate me a lot when you get lots of these companies that sort of buy a beer and we'll plant a tree. It's like the economics on that just don't work. To look after a tree, buy a plot of land, um, look after it for 10 whole years. Mm. Um, I, I don't believe it. And that sort of falls into greenwashing, which um, again is something that we have to sort of combat. And um, it's a shame that it exists. Um, mm. So, you know, uh, there's projects um, that we put money into. So uh, there's uh, seaweed farms, obviously the oceans are actually far greater than the land actually. At, um, yeah. um, that, was one, that was one I'd never heard of before. Seaweed mm. capturing carbon, wow. Yeah, they're far more efficient than trees, um, apparently. I mean, again, um, I've had to learn a lot uh, through this mm -hmm. process and mm -hmm. um, you, you can't sort of know it all, but um, yeah, you've, you know, apparently seaweed captures a lot more. Um, mm. But then, you know, we've sort of adopted the, the same sort of strategy or ethos as um, the UN, uh, which is, you know, sort of capture, uh, reduce and replace. Um, mm. Obviously, in terms of um, capturing, that's what we're trying to do um, in offset. Um, replace um, is, you know, there's projects that we put money into, uh, especially sort of in the emerging economies, economies and third world where, you know, the default is to go to cheap coal. Um, you know, power stations and actually some of the money actually goes into projects where it's um, helping them fund um, um, renewable energy from yeah. the get-go, um, which, you know, is it feels like it's a world away, but it's a, you know, uh, climate change as a global problem. So, yeah. um, so there's that, um, there's reduced. Now, this is, again, something that's on my to-do list, um, but we don't just want to say to guests to 
offset and then everyone feels happy about themselves mm. you know we do actually want the accommodation providers to do more so like i was saying about what our company's doing i do want to share that or share that on my company site also the state green site as well so that um you know and i know there's plenty of people in the industry um trying to do this and you know we are looking at how we can best promote that message um so that you know uh, accommodation providers actually do more because I think it's got to be a joined up piece you can't sort of pay for your offsetting your accommodation then turn up and find that yeah the hosts aren't really doing anything about it so mm. um, um, you know that's sort of in the, in the roadmap for the business. Yeah so capture, capturing the carbon, replacing the use of fossil fuel with the renewable energies and reducing, reducing waste Reducing waste. I think reducing waste is is a is a really easy one that we can all get get started on. You know, like we we're talking about the you know refillable um, amenities rather than the single use plastics, and and th there is a lot we could do in terms of waste. So uh, yes, definitely reducing waste, reducing water usage, different you know change your shower heads, yeah, uh, more efficient appliances. So yeah, that that's definitely something we we could be doing. Yeah, no, and um, um, again, with, you know, recycling, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously fantastic, and we have to do it, but it's not going to solve the problem. I think all of these things just um, are part of, um, you know, what's going to solve it. And I, I was thinking the other day, I'm sorry if I'm going slightly off piece, but like, you know, we are in a fantastic position that we've got the intelligence to know that there's a big problem, but we've also got all the tools we need to do it. And actually all we need to do is just get behind it and everyone just do that bit. And, you know, mm. it's it's not even, it doesn't have to inconvenience us. It can mm. be simple things like, you know, don't have meat one day a week if you have mm. it every day a week, you know, have, um, you know, it's just these little choices um, yeah. and, you know, and, you know, to recycle it's, um, you know, sorry to go on about my family, but like, you know, we've got two babies. Uh, we use uh, reusable nappies, so we wash them. Um, but we have bin collections um, fortnightly and we only produce like it's like 15 litres worth of rubbish because everything else we recycle or reuse or um, compost. Mm. So, you know, and when you see sometimes when guests stay and they've produced two black bags for like, you know, four days, you're like, yeah. come on, we, we can do better here. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe there needs to be some sort of course on that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I find uh, one one of the one of the ways you can start reducing is, is already but like what you're eating. When you go to the supermarket and, you, and, you know, you end up with a basket full of packaging, you know, I don't do that. I'm actually very proud of the fact that when I look at my stuff, it's pretty much all fresh or frozen. And um, I don't actually get stuff with a lot of packaging. I only take my rubbish out once a week. I have a little bag of rubbish. I don't go through much either. But it's the education of be very wary of what you're going to put in your in your um, shopping trolley. You know, think about what you're doing. And also these you know supermarkets and manufacturers, they need to think about it too. We really don't need a wrapped, you know, pear or apple, avocado, whatever, you know, don't. <laughs> no. Now, I was thinking about this, actually. I was thinking if we put the onus on the supermarkets and the shops to actually take care of that. So if we went to the supermarket and said, right, I'm going to unwrap that. I'm going to put it in my reusable bag. Here, you you need to deal with that. If we had the faith that they would actually do the right thing with that. But I mm. think if you actually put 
you know, it's effectively their wrapping. We only want the product inside. If we put the onus and the cost back on them to deal with that, I think there'd be a um, a change in policy, let's say. <laughs> mm. Now, here's something very interesting that I learned a number of years ago. When I was living in the UK, I was shocked that if I just wanted to buy one pepper, one capsicum, I have to buy three because they come in a packet and I just can't buy one loose one. Or there was something else, maybe apples. I had to buy a bag of apples. I couldn't just buy one. I like to buy, you know, one or two pieces at a time, keep it fresh. And, you know, I don't want to throw away anything that wastes. And I learned that Tesco, this was the one company that the, the person I spoke to was from. He said the reason they package everything up is for wastage. They don't have any waste when someone's got to buy a packet of three. There's no waste. They put the packets out there. All the packets get bought. A, 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 one item doesn't fall on the floor and get bruised or whatever. They don't end up with. But the problem is we end up with waste in our garbage bins. So isn't it better that the fruit or veg can be used, give it to a charity, give it to a homeless place. They can cook up whatever the food is left over. That's a much better use of the waste. And I think maybe we need to start talking to supermarkets about, yeah. you know, you've got to stop doing this. That waste 100%. waste going to a charity is better than the waste that's ending up in my bin and in a landfill. 100%, yeah. The message of the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Should I say the rant of the day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great. Now, one question I have for you is, if someone wants to offset their trip, do they have to come to your website to do it? So, yeah, so this is, yeah, very good question. So the way the site's been built is it's based on an API. So even our website APIs into the tool because, you know, we need to get this message out to as many people as possible. And me, um, you know, nagging um, accommodation providers is going to take me a lifetime. Mm. And you know the easiest way is if we can partner with booking platforms and you know digital guidebooks um, etc so that as many hosts and accommodation providers are just offering this to their guests we know the guests want it um mm. the conversion rates we're getting at the moment considering they do have to come to our website and then mm. put the data in um you know it's not it's it's not clunky but it, it takes a bit of time um mm. so you know considering we're getting a 22 percent conversion rate uh, based on that, I'm pretty pleased with. Mm. So at the moment, that is the easiest way. Um, but one day it would be great. Um, uh, and the way we've built it is that it can integrate with these sites because obviously then it would have the dates, it would have the location, it would mm. have the size of the property, um, mm. number of people, etc. Um, and it would make it completely seamless, uh, make it very easy for somebody just to check a box and say, yes, I'm willing to contribute um, uh, yes. towards offsetting. Um, but you're absolutely right at the moment, it is very much just coming to our website and inputting the data yourself. Yeah. So, okay. So if it's not integrated with PMS, is there a way that you, that, um, okay, probably not on the, some, all, all it would take is a link on a booking confirmation email or the, you know, the check-in instruction email a week before. Here's a link if you want to offset your thing. And if it has to go back to you, it has to go back to you, but it can be that link can be incorporated in a property manager's email to the yeah. guest to get the guest back to you to to be involved yeah exactly and what we can do is actually set up their own account so they can actually see how much impact they're making so yeah um if yeah deborah's 
holiday lets um, wanted to have your own account uh, we would give you a link to then share with with your guests um, yeah. and to be honest when we were beta testing that's what we were doing was just sharing a link yeah and and the thing is you could also maybe uh, talk to some booking engines so if anyone has their own website um, direct web direct booking website it can be part of the checkout process something like that yeah yeah the PMS. yeah that'd be lovely i like to, i'd like to see it integrated yeah, Seamless no. for the guests. yeah exactly make it as easy as possible to make a difference um, yeah and yeah obviously anyone watching get in touch yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I think that's lovely. Look, the easiest thing they could do is put a link to to the, and I'll put the link actually in the description below. Put a link on the booking confirmation page or the check in or the even in the in the digital guidebook. You know, they're already there. If you want to offset, you know, your journey. Here's the link and um, exactly. tribute. Yeah, I think that's lovely. Hmm. Well, we've come to the end of the usual sort of questions. Um, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you think we should know about? Um, I think we've well, I've rambled on quite a lot. Um no, that's no, good. <laughs> I did make some make some notes, but I yeah. think roundabout, I think I've got there one way or the other. <laughs> um so no, I think that's it from me. Okay, lovely. Well, Dan, it's been a pleasure learning about Stay Green. I think it's a really, really great initiative. And uh, I will be putting the links uh, in the description below. And if you have any questions for Dan or Stay Green, pop them in the comments below. Dan, thank you very, very much for your time today. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode and were at least a little bit inspired. If you'd like to catch up on the other episodes that you've missed, just head to thegreenpathpodcast.com. See you next time.